it is time once again. Welcome back. Season 2, Episode 2. Dustin and I are with you again with a special guest joining us in a little bit, which actually let's start there because that feeds into, we got some news, y'all. So, after much elaboration, collaboration, and creativity, this little ragtag group is, we're trying to do better, trying to be better. So, in the spirit, it's very small. And you can't quite quantify it, but we got a brand new logo that we are debuting. Well, you already saw it in the title card, but we will debut it right now. If you haven't seen it on Facebook or YouTube yet, this is our brand new Lockdown Corner Podcast logo. We are very excited about that, and you'll even see it up in the corner, which I will display now with our little live sign. So we are live on the air, as always. Speaking of as of always... Uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook and on YouTube. Those are our two main platforms. Hopefully, this football season we'll get more into Twitter, but we got to get there first. We got a little bit of time yet, but make sure Facebook and YouTube for all of that. We got a lot of stuff to get into today, but before we start any of that, again, I know we mentioned it during our last show, but make sure we get a cause coming up. Dustin and I are both participating in it. Big cause, empowered tutoring.org they are throwing their first annual kickball classic it's supposed to rain sunday so because of course it is but if you can make it out if you can spare any a dime a penny it doesn't matter these kids need help this organization right here they are supporting us that we are going to be part of their feature spotlight sponsors tomorrow we are sponsoring them so synergy as they say in the business so support the people that support us empoweredtutoring.org and if you can Come on out to Appleton. Hi, Baxter. Uh, come on out to Appleton. Support these guys. They work their butts off to give these kids better lives and better opportunities. So, empoweredtutoring.org. So, I think I covered everything by now. Uh, so, yeah, let's just get right into it. It's been a minute since we've had full access to our library and stuff. So, let me find it. And here we go. We'll start with News and Notes from the League. All right, so there's a lot going on. It's training camp. So it's August. Things are heating up. That also means people are getting paid. So right off the bat, we're going to start with probably the most electric of all the guys we're going to talk about. Debo Samuel signs for an extension after all the turmoil trade requests. He was never coming back. He doesn't want to be a running back. Everything's fine now. Money talks. He got three years, $71.55 million contract. $58.1 $58.1 million of that guaranteed monster deal to keep Debo in the Bay Area. Dustin, your first thoughts and reactions. I said, wow, that's a lot of money, first of all. <laughs> I mean, $58.1 yeah. million guaranteed. That's insane. But another thing is, like, you know, I get it. Like, times change. You know, things are different. But it's like, what happened to wanting to go out and win for your team and win a Super Bowl? But, like, now it's all about the money. Like, you see all the incentives he got? Like, because, you know, like, before this all happened, he's like, oh, I'm never playing running back again. I'm never doing it. And all of a sudden, after he got the contract, he's like, oh, I'm open to the wide back scenario. It's just like, really? It's like, come on. It's like, they, they said, you know what? If you rush a certain amount, we'll give you some pay. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm open to that. It's just like, I get it. You know, you're, you're playing – 
know, you're, you're playing football, you know, you're doing that position, but it's just like, really? It's like, just play to win. Don't play for money. But yeah, it's, I mean, he deserves it. He's an electric player, but I just wish it was different. That's not where I thought you were going to start. <laughs> I, did not think, I did not think starting this conversation, we were going to talk about playing for money. Uh, no, look, I'll, you throw that kind of money at me. I'll play running back. I'll play receiver. I'll go across the middle and get crushed by whatever linebacker you want to name. I, yeah, cool. And the thing is, with Trey Lance, now the starter, which we can get into that later, uh, Garoppolo is free to request a trade. I guess he's working on that. But Kyle Shanahan sat him down and said, look, Trey's the guy. Thanks thanks for getting us within a throw of the Super Bowl, but you're not in anymore. We're going to the young kid. And I don't blame him. Lance gives him so many more options, so I get all of that. They, they're going to need Debo, and they're going to need him happy because we saw happy Debo last year. Good God. We have our family fantasy football draft, you and me. I think I have the 11th pick in the first round. If he's there, I don't know that he will be there, but if he's there, absolutely. I had him last year, and just the stats this guy puts up is nuts. But just his impact on the field, too. That entire divisional game in Green Bay, I was so scared of him, even though the Green Bay defense dominated that game. And I know we've talked at length about that game, so we don't have to go back into it. But every time he touched the ball, I was terrified and you sometimes you just need guys like that especially with the young quarterback so good for Debo good for San Francisco not so good for the Packers because obviously San Francisco haunts them speaking of guys who are unhappy uh, and looking sidebar here, may I approach may. so Rick before we move on from San Francisco I just want to talk about something real quick uh did you see how Jimmy Garoppolo is working out of practice like he was not allowed in the practice right now did you see that at all I did not see this, so please inform me. Yeah, so apparently, like, since they want to trade him, they don't want him to practice with the team, which, like, I get it to a point, but it's like he's still on your team, so why? They said, like, we don't want you to practice with us, so he's literally, like, off to the side with his other coaches, like, practicing. I'm like, that's such a bizarre scenario. Like, a guy still on your team says you cannot practice with us. It's It was bizarre. Well, but, it, yeah. I don't understand – I guess it's di- look. It's different because it's trading. I'm just. I was thinking of putting it into context of like you or I going to work. Like, oh, we know. Like, say you put in your two weeks notice. You know you're out of there, and they're like, well, just just do your stuff. Don't worry about anything else. Like they would never tell you that. Like you would still go in there and still. It, but professional sports is different, so I don't know if that an analogy totally works. I mean, it's similar. Like you know, it's just like you know, he's ready to like he's ready to leave. Like you, you both are. It's like you know, a company like kind of wanted to fire you, but you kind of wanted to leave. So like you're kind of in between. Like yeah, you know, just kind of show up and do your thing, and you know, leave us alone. It's like I just I don't get it. Like why why is that a good scenario for either side? I well, for Jimmy, he still gets his work in, so that makes sense. <laughs> for the Niners, I guess it shows that they care about their guys, and that's a kind of a stretch to even think about that. Because you're right. I mean, nothing it – really, it's for Jimmy because the, the Niners owe him darn near nothing. So I, I I didn't see that. This is the first I'm learning about, so you're seeing my live reaction. Yeah. It's odd, but he's under contract. They paid him handsomely. I guess – the and he got – he did get them within a play of the Super Bowl. So I guess it makes sense that he's I, – I guess they're just like, uh, come hang out, come get your reps. Or, I guess, come get reps with us, but not with us. 
I don't know, very strange. I did not see that. So good little sidebar. Yeah, that was very that's, bizarre. That's the best sidebar we've ever had on this program so far to date. Now, granted, we've only had sidebars for, what, two shows? <laughs> but regardless, uh, speaking of weird situations, DK Metcalf earlier this year, it seemed like he was going to get traded. He wanted a different contract. Russell Wilson's gone. They were rebuilding. Then all of a sudden, it's, wow, they're going to trade Metcalf. They're going to trade Lockett. As Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friends. Uh, was that today? Today or yesterday? One Within the last 48 hours, he signs an extension, three years, $72 million, 58 of that guaranteed. So the beast from Seattle, not beast mode, that's a different player. But this cat is one of the biggest freaks, freak athletes in the world, and he gets paid. My question to you, why would he want to stay in Seattle? Or or is this like one of those NBA deals where it's like, I'll take my money, I'll take the guarantee, because now he's guaranteed $58 million. No one can take that away from him. Is he still going to get traded? I, that was the first place in my mind went. It was like, oh, these players nowadays in all sports, give me my money, and then we'll worry about playing later. Which... I mean, I'm with you. At some point, it's like, uh, I, I get it for them, because why wouldn't you get the most money you can? But anyway, I, what does this say for his future in Seattle? Because I still think it's pretty shaky. Yeah, I'm, I like you, you kind of elaborated, too. I'm not so confident that he'll stay there. I mean, I, honestly, like, they're in a rebuild phase, so I don't see where they're paying these, like, why they're paying these guys so much money just to kind of lose. Like, I don't, I don't foresee them making a push in the playoffs, like, at all, especially in their division. Like, I just don't see it. So, yeah, I'm kind of questioning why they signed up for so much. Like, is it – like you said, I wonder if they're trying to make him as a trade piece, maybe just to keep him and then trade him. Because I, I don't know if he has a trade clause or not. That would be something I'd be interested to see. But, I mean, I yeah, I don't see why they would keep him when they're in a rebuild phase. It just doesn't make any sense. No, and he's 24 years old. So he's yeah. young enough where they could hypothetically be like, okay, for whoever our quarterback of the future is, this is who it is, and we got you one of the best weapons in football. I guess that makes sense. Football's odd because it's not like baseball or basketball. Basketball, everyone's looking for draft picks. Now in basketball, you get draft picks, so you can trade them for the next guy. But in baseball, I don't know. I got my Cub stuff on today. That We don't have to talk about that. But uh, Sorry, right. I'm pretty sure the Brewers just got swept by the Pirates this week. So, yay. Maybe at the tail end, if we have enough time, we can do a little baseball side <laughs> chat. But, uh, it, it, you know, you're trading these guys for prospects. Football is different because you can trade for picks, but those picks, I mean, you could trade Metcalf and maybe get a first. But Devontae Adams got one first and a second. So the values are way different in each sport. So I guess to keep them as a trade trip, fine. But there's not a ton of trades in the NFL. And if they happen, they happen in March. I don't. I think his value was highest in March because now he's got Geno Smith or Drew Locke to throw to him. It sounds like Geno Smith. We'll get there in a second. But it just, to me, I think he's grabbing his money because I think if I were him anyway, Okay, I got two quarterbacks that aren't very good. My value is going to decline because why wouldn't it? So I, 
that that whole situation's weird to me. I didn't expect him to get a or not to get an extension because he deserves one. I just didn't expect him to take one because now he's going to spend the next three years potentially in his prime playing for Geno Smith or, <laughs> or a rookie quarterback that they bring in. So I, on his for the Seattle side, I get it. From his side, uh, I don't know that I do. Speaking yeah, of things, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I just I, I don't know if it's from a loyalty standpoint that he wanted to stay. That he's like, oh, they gave me a chance to come in, and because you know when he was drafted, he had that neck injury, and like they weren't sure like how he was. And maybe it's a loyalty thing. Like if it if it is that, you know, hey, hats off to him. You know, staying loyal even though in the rebuild phase. But like you know, I I don't think he's like he at least he doesn't seem like he's that guy where he's like the loyal. I mean, because I, wasn't he demanding a trade or didn't he want a trade or something like that? I don't know if it got to the point of a demand, but there was definitely like, hey, if y'all could trade me, that'd be cool. Yeah, maybe not. I'm not sure. You know, it's hard to judge his character. Obviously, you know, we don't know him personally at all, so it's hard to judge. But, you know, I I guess maybe it's a loyalty thing. Hey, hats off to him. Good for him. Sure. And if that's the case, all right. Cool. It, look, it's his prerogative. He can get his money. He can play where he wants. That is his deal. That is his business. He's a grown-ass man. So I get it. I just from his side, I would be thinking, oh, maybe I could get more on the open market, and he got a pretty good deal. But you're telling me some desperate team or some team that doesn't care about money, aka the Rams or the Raiders or the Dolphins or one of these teams that typically just throws money around, probably could get a competitive offer and probably in a better situation because that Seattle situation. I, let's just get into it. Uh, we have it in our show sheet here. Geno Smith is ahead of Drew Lock. I don't have a lot of analysis on this, but what I can tell you is I don't care who they are playing this year. I will be betting against either one of them a lot. I will be hammering whatever the spreads are. I will be hammering against Seattle because I think they are going to be god awful. Yeah, we. <laughs> I saw a post the other day. It said, just, "Like if you think your team's bad, just imagine the Seattle Seahawks situation when their QB competition is Drew Locke and Geno Smith." Oh. <laughs> that's just brutal. I made just miserable. I made so much money last year betting against Drew Locke, and now I get to do it potentially for a full season. Oh my god, I can't wait. Well, let's okay. Hilarious. Let's just go th- for for poops and giggles. Let's go through this. So they open at home against Denver. That's not going to be a cakewalk. Russell Wilson going back to Seattle. That's a loss. I don't care who they are. San Francisco mm-hmm. loss. Atlanta at home, maybe they get that one. I would, you could argue that's a loss. Detroit, they go to Detroit. <coughs> I don't want to do the whole schedule, but you get my point. Even the games against the quote unquote weaker teams, Detroit, Atlanta, it's just depending what the spreads are on those games. This wasn't on our show sheet. I kind of like the Lions this year. I don't know what their over under is, but. I, I bought some stock. It might be a penny stock, but I got some stock in the Lions. They were frisky last year. I kind kind of like the Lions. But anyway, I do you have any more on the Seattle quarterback situation because it makes me nauseous. No, it's yeah, it makes me nauseous too. But can we talk about uh, Sean's Kyler comment? I forgot to put that on the sheet. I got his contract up though. If you want, if you want to talk about that quick, that's sure, an interesting yeah. scenario. Let's get into it. Yeah, we didn't have that one on our show sheet, but yeah, I don't know that we covered that last week. Yeah, wow. Uh, so he got an extension of five years and $230 million and whatever chunk change, whatever. He got a massive contract, to say the least. But yeah, there was a clause 
that he had to study eight hours a week and he was complaining about it. It's just like, you know, this is where I go back to, are people really like this undedicated towards their own work? Like, imagine if you showed up to work every day, Alex, and you didn't sell a darn thing all day. How would your boss feel? I mean... You'd probably get the message, you know, a bunch of swear words saying, get your butt into the office when you didn't have a talk situation, correct? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, a lot of four-letter words, most likely. Yeah, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of words we cannot say on the air right now. But uh, it's just... Because we were talking about the other day. I was having a conversation with some people just saying, yeah, I'm a D3 college offense alignment. I watch probably eight hours a week. Like, you need to do that. Like, it's especially as a quarterback at the, in the NFL... You should be watching like twenty hours a week, like easy. There is like you should be watching uber amounts of hours, like literally just like every day. You should watch at least five hours. Like you, like if you think about it, like the greatest quarterbacks, they watch so much film. Tom Brady watches so much film. Peyton Manning watches a lot of film. Aaron Rodgers watches a lot of film. Like I, it's just nuts. Like it is nuts how like undedicated these guys are towards their like careers and jobs. It's, and then they, they just demand more money and say, oh, I want to stream video games instead. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, you're getting paid $230 million and you don't give a you-know-what towards this? Like, that is very interesting. Sorry to get dark, but no, I, Well, and I, I'm paraphrasing. I was trying to find the actual quote, but I'm on Reddit right now, which is not a reliable source by any means. But I this uh, is paraphrased close enough to what I did hear. At one point, he said something to the effect of, he did not say this exactly, but he basically outlined that he's so talented, he doesn't feel he needs to film, study. He's he's so gifted and so athletic, he could just, they, just roll the ball out and go. Which, look, he's an athletic freak, don't get me wrong, but um, what makes the great ones great is they put that extra time in. Look, you can think whatever you want, a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, those guys are putting in work, including Aaron Rodgers, who's apparently doing so much work, he's also taking hallucinogenics. <laughs> but, we, we, that wasn't on our show sheet either, and I don't really know how to talk about that. But, I mean, these guys are doing everything they can. The Dolphins are getting busted for cheating because they're trying so hard to win. So to just say, oh, roll the ball out, I got it. Like, I, I don't get it, man. You're getting paid a lot of money. Well, and this is the other thing I don't understand, and maybe you can explain it to me because I haven't found one explanation. Typically, when Schefter or Rappaport or any of these guys get information, it comes <coughs> somewhere, someone's camp. So, again, I'll do the Brian Windhorst thing. Why would the Cardinals do this? Because I don't think that Kyler Murray would embarrass himself by releasing information, yeah, I don't study. That doesn't make sense to me. So why would the Cardinals do this? You're paying your, your quarterback a buttload of money. And you come out day a day later. Well, there's one small contract clause that he's got to study for. What are you doing? You already had him kind of unhappy. You got him signed. Okay, great. Why would you risk pissing him off more by leaking this to whoever it was, Rappaport or Schefter or whoever, why risk that? Because if you piss him off, now you have a bigger problem than you're going to have to pay all this money because you're stuck with him. Why would you release that information? Can you explain it? Because I have no idea. It doesn't. It makes zero sense to me. 
I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think that front office of the Cardinals is just kind of a, a shipwreck at the moment. I don't, I don't think they know what they're doing. I mean, Maybe. they still have they still have Cliff Kingsbury as their head coach. I mean, I can say enough. I, I've, I can honestly say with 100% confidence, I don't know how he got that job. He had poor records in college. He had all the talent to make it work, and he sucked. Every year, he was terrible. Look at his record in college. He has not had – I don't think – I think he's led like just over 500 in all of his collegiate career. It's like, what makes you think he's going to come to the NFL and do well? It never well, translates. It never translates at all. Well, th- that's a good point. But everyone right now, you can look across the league. They want someone young, good-looking also apparently appears to be the thing, and offensive-minded. LaFleur, McVay, Kevin O'Connell. Is it O'Connell who's now coaching Minnesota? Uh, I'm not sure, honestly. It's either O'Connor or O'Connell. I can't remember. I think it's O'Connell. I think it's O'Connell. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty confident with that. We're not getting the Belichicks and the Pete Carrolls and the old guys it's done. It's young. It's innovative. It's creative. And say what you want about Cliff. His offense, at least for the first about 12 games or so, is really, really good. But then the second half, it collapses. Everyone's kind of like, oh, well, it's this again. It's kind of, I would compare it to the Mike McCarthy offense of like the 2017s. Like, it's like, okay. There were so many plays. Towards the end of his tenure, it's like, okay, play action. They're going to try and hit a deep post down the middle. And 80% of the time, that was the case. It's just – I don't even want to say he's predictable. I just don't think it gets any more creative where McVay is constantly adjusting and there's new wrinkles and you think you see one thing, but then it's like, oh, we're going to tweak one thing. Kingsbury appears to just be running the same slop out there, and it's cool. That'll work for the first half. But what happens in the playoffs when they start clamping down and planning for all that? You get your snot kicked out of you by the Rams in the first round. So I, we've talked a lot about the Cardinals here, so we can move on with our days. But it just – I don't know, man. There's a lot of bad run organizations in sports, and I don't want to say they're one of them because they've had a lot of success. But I'd go to say they're one of them. I would really would. I mean, do you have a top five list? Do you, can Ooh. you come up with a top five run sports organizations, all sports? Ooh. I, this is a challenge. Or do you need a second? Do you want me to stall for you? Ooh, no, I can I can think of a couple. Number one is the Texans, 100%. Just oh, I don't, absolute, I don't have fanfare. Hold on a second. <laughs> just an absolute dumpster fire. Okay, so uh, hold on one second. Uh Sorry, we're doing this on the fly, folks. We now have sound effects that we can play, but we're not quite there. Uh, so anyway, so explain why the Houston Texans are in your mix. Well, well I let's let's just I, like I, I don't remember the last time they went to the playoffs. What was it like four years ago, right? Yeah, it's like four years ago. Correct. Okay, and then uh, on top of it, the whole Deshaun Watson scandal. DJ I mean, Yates, I believe, was the quarterback. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just look just look at their history, and it's just such a poorly ran operations. And, like, you know, like you're in Texas. Like, you're in the football state. You think, oh, yeah, we're going to have some success. We're going to have good fans. I, I mean, who's a Texans fan? Like, name one Texans fan that you know. Uh, a lot of people when J.J. Watt was there, just because of the area we live in. 
That's about all I could say. Like true fans, though. Like true fans. Hold on. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, and Sean says the Chicago Bears. I would. I don't. Hold think, on. Hold, I, hold on. Everybody, slow down. <laughs> hold on. Can you go in reverse order, five to one? I can do that. Okay. okay. Let's. See. So, Starting, are we talking like just NFL? Are we talking all sports here? You can go all the sports. I will give you the entire field. Your top five. It, this makes it interesting. This makes it interesting. Okay. Absolutely. This makes it interesting. And okay. I have sound effects now. Actually, I'll test it before uh, we get into it. But can oh, I, I rescind my Texans number one. I will come back to it. Texans are number two. Oh, I don't have a number spoil two. your own list. <laughs> Sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Five. I will go with the Chicago Bears. It, it's not great, but we'll work with it. So the Got Chicago Bears number five. Explain why. All right. Well, I mean, first of all, they drafted Justin Fields. We all hate Justin Fields besides Alex and Chris and Sean. And one super, and Sean makes a great point. One Super Bowl in 50-plus years. Thank you, Sean. And, yeah, they just – I mean, it's just an organization that, like, again, like, they just – they're st- – like, the whole I – mean, I don't like Illinois in general. It's just my, me being biased. I just don't like the area. And then number two, like, their stadium, like, their stadium is in a poor area. Like, that is such a bad area. And then number three, the roster every year, they can never figure it out. Like one side or the other, just a dumpster fire every year. I mean, there's, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Sean can just do the talking for me. He knows all better than I do. But in, I listen to a lot of Chicago radio because as a Cubs fan, I've been listening <laughs> to a lot of ESPN 1000 this past week. The Bears can't even, they don't even want to play in Chicago. It's so bad. Their stadium's so bad. They can't do anything. They're trying to move out of the city. Now they're mm-hmm. fighting with the mayor. Like, they have so much other stuff going on, including on the field. They got a rookie quarterback who they, who's got talent. I don't care what you say about him. he's got talent, but they're just incapable of developing them. And that, and to make it worse, they hire a defensive head coach when their rookie quarterback really needs someone offensive minded to guide him to his next to the next level. Otherwise, much like the Jets, the Bears are an organization that will kill your quarterback, and. I love Justin Fields. I have a lot. I have beachfront property on Justin Fields Island. Okay, at this point, I'm dug in beachfront property. So I want him to do well. But I just their history says that it's going to be really tough. Dustin, number four. Who's number four on your list? All right. So this one, I'll go with the basketball, and I'll go with the Sacramento Kings. I mean, that's a good shout. I mean, they should. Oh, (laughs) oh, my bad. Oh, uh, I mean, just. I, have they even won a championship ever? I don't even know. Like, I don't think they have. Have they? They haven't made the playoffs since I think two thousand nine. Yeah, it just you know, just the area of Sacramento, and I, I'm, I'm not going to even say anything more. But it's just the area of Sacramento. There's no fans. Nobody enjoys their time there. I mean, again, I there's probably Sacramento fans in Sacramento, but like other than that, no one's like, yeah, I can't wait to watch the Kings game, man. Like, it, it just doesn't happen. Like. I'm sorry, they're just a poverty franchise. Like I, they should just go to Seattle, in my opinion. I thousand percent agree. However, quick shout out to the Kings because I bet them in a lot of parlays, parlays last uh, winter, and I made out pretty well. They came through for me a bunch of times. Now it was against the Knicks and the Thunder, but <laughs> still winning <laughs> off them. So anyway, number three, Dustin, third worst run sports organization. See, this is actually where it starts getting tough. Three could go to a couple teams, in my opinion, but I'm going to have to go with the Miami Marlins. Literally, just, I mean, it's just a farm team system where they just bring guys in and send them on their way, bring guys in and send them on their way. 
I mean, they got a brand new stadium, nice new stadium, you know, for all the people in Miami, and no one goes (laughs) because they suck. Hold on, folks. We have breaking news. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent news story. Breaking news. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen right now. This is very exciting. So we now have Dustin's three. So we'll get the top two in a second. However, part of our rebrand announcement, it's not even really a rebrand. It's just upgrading, it seems. But anyway, we have a very special guest. Who's back? He's back. He's better than ever. He will, for the most part, as far as I know, will be a permanent fixture on this show once again. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Alec Rout. Well, Alex, here's the guy pals and just wanted to give it another go. So I Hell have yeah. friends will have me. You know, we won't make money off this episode now because um, you just played copyrighted music. I'm trying to get to the moment, sorry. Please bear with me. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, you guessed it. He's back. Okay. <laughs> He's here now. So, Alec, we're not sure what you heard, but we got sidetracked, and this is very exciting. We're getting Dustin's top five worst-run organizations in sports. Number five, Dustin, you want to recap? Number five, the Bears. Is, you can uh, do that. I'll let you go. Sorry. I, I forgot number five, but, the, yeah, the Bears. Number four, the Sacramento Kings. Number three, the Miami Marlins. Dustin, number two. Is the Houston Texans. That is I I would love to rename them the Houston Dumpster Fires. Thank you for playing it twice. <laughs> I would like to rename them Houston Dumpster Fires because they just can't seem to put out the fire in the dumpster. It seems like they just got dumpsters one after another. It just nothing ever changes. Mm-hmm. And but they then, have God on their side. The former Patriots, pastors, their GM or executive or whatever. Is he the one also paying for Deshaun Watson's masseuses? <laughs> oh, hey, whoa. Allegedly. 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 Guy allegedly. gets wrapped around a couple of times and all of a sudden he's a bad guy. No, no, no. I am definitely not pro Watson on this. But... We're off to a bad start, Alec. Season two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me kick her off. And at number one, well, I think this should, I think this should be number one on everyone's list because this franchise sucks. The Oakland A's, everybody. The Oakland A's. That's a good shout. And before I continue, I'll go with Sean said the New York Jets. I'll give them an honorable mention. I'd say they're probably like I'll say they're top top eight for sure. But I, I, I don't think they're quite. To the, I don't think they're quite to the five because I think they made some pretty good adjustments. Now I think they might because for a while, I mean, they were a really good team. I mean, back in the 2010s, I mean, back to back AFC championships, right there in a Super Bowl contention. I mean, they're right there. I mean, they obviously rebuild phase, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they made a couple mistakes, but I, I'd put them on honorable mention. But yeah, number one is Oakland A's. I mean, let's let's be honest here. Like they don't know what the hell they're doing. Like they have no idea. Like that GM, just like yeah, he's like, because what was it like? I think like one player on I think I think Kyler Murray had like twice the amount of salary than the entire Oakland A's 
roster. It was just like it was something ridiculous. Like why? Like you're you're in California, probably making so much money, and you're not paying anybody. Like they had all these great players, didn't pay a single one of them, let them go, and then they just did nothing with everybody else. It's just like what are you doing? They're trading away all their good players. It's like you have no prospects. Jacksonville is also. I'll give them a second honorable mention. They're pretty up there. Oh well, I. I've, I've you, you know, for them, Dusky, how, how did the Browns not make the list? Is my question to you. How did the? Ba- I'm sorry, I don't like the Bears. I know Alex likes the Bears. I don't like the Bears. It, maybe push them to number six. Put the Browns at. No, I. Browns are even higher than five. Browns got to be like top three. Alex, uh, they've been through enough. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Can, Alec, can you do this off the top of your head? Can you give your top five worst organizations in sports? Yeah, Starting go. with five and going to one, or do you need us to stall for you? No, no, I'll never need anybody to stall for me. Just like Hell Don Allworth yeah. never needed anybody to stall for him. Get it? It's a stall thing. But anyway, that was worth a stall. But I'm going to continue. So, number five. Good to have you back, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> number five. I'll go New Orleans Pelicans at number five. I mean, let's just be honest. When they were the Hornets, or, yeah, no, Charlotte Bobcats. When they were, yeah, when they were the Bobcats, they were terrible. Um, it's actually Bucks basketball that game that I went to. It was Bucks uh, Bobcats. Uh, oh, yeah. This was back when they were known exclusively as the Milwaukee Joke. And uh, let me just say the jokes were hot that night because they took down the Bobcats. And I don't know, maybe Zion can rise him from the ashes, but so far, not so good. Uh, Number four, I will go. I'm going to go with the New York Jets at number four. I haven't think good in my lifetime. The best I've ever seen him was with Mark Sanchez at the helm. And if that's your best quarterback since, what, the 50s with Joe Namath, I mean, what are you for the past 70 years, right? They have Chad Pennington. Yeah, how dare you? (laughs) Yeah, but Chad Pennington didn't get him as far as Sanchez. So uh, I got to go Jets number four for sure. Number three, this was a great pick by Dusty, the Sacramento Kings. God, they're bad. (laughs) He's just going crazy with it. He just wants it to play. <laughs> I, I love that just we keep, have found just keep it rolling. Yeah, yeah. So I'll go. I'll go. Kings. I, I watched a video the other day going over their past like twenty years of draft picks. Everybody that they tr- that they drafted that was worth anything, they traded away. They haven't been to the playoffs in over twenty years, and when they did go to the playoffs last. They got a first round elimination. Number two, I'm going to go Detroit Lions. Ooh, good shot. Barry Sanders, Megatron, two of the best ever at their respective positions. Both of them retired early. That tells you that you've got a really dysfunctional, uh, really dysfunctional organization. And finally, for number one on Al's toilet list of sports uh guys i'm gonna go with the cleveland bronze could you guys um, 
you guys imagine if I just went off on Dustin like that for not putting the Browns in and then I don't put the Browns on? No. That would have been amazing. I was kind of hoping. <laughs> that would have been sweet, right? But, yeah, no, I mean, the Browns, since they had Jim Brown, have not done anything, right? I mean, who's the best? Baker Mayfield, probably the best uh I'm going to go, yeah, Baker Mayfield's probably the best Browns quarterback since, what, Tim Couch, right? I would argue 2010 Derek Anderson. They went 10-6 and six and made the playoffs. Actually, no, they missed the playoffs. Hey, they can I remind you guys, two years ago, AFC Championship game, just two years ago. Broken clocks were right twice a day, so, I mean, draw <laughs> <laughs> go. Yeah. All right, well, that's totally derailed, but – yeah, we'll probably do a lot more improving of top five lists because that was fun. I enjoyed that. Uh, let's get to some Packer news. This is, I know we're kind of branching out. It's not solid Packers anymore, but, you know, there's some Packers news. Uh, starting, there's this kid. He wears number 87. And let me tell you, I think the number 87 for the Packers is magical because it's been Robert Brooks, Jordy Nelson, and now... This kid, Romeo Dubs, take a look at what he did in practice. That's a darn good corner in Eric Stokes, who's fast. That's like his big thing. And this kid, not super impressive, but he's got the nickname now Silent Assassin, Romeo Dobbs, which apparently it's Dobbs, not Dubs. I called it last week. Boy, do I feel good about that. Apparently, he's just quiet. He doesn't celebrate. He just torches you, and then it's just quiet. Like, okay, yeah, I did that. This kid is going to be awesome. He's going to be better than Christian Watson, at least this year. Watson's got the athletic freak tools, but Alec, please. Romeo Dobbs is a stud, no? Dude, just call me Juliet because I'm in love with Dubs right now. I'm in love with Romeo. So, um, just watching him go. What scares me about this is the fact that all of these highlights have all been on Eric Stokes, who last year was one of the better cornerbacks in the league. I would say that he probably, I don't know, I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but he was probably in the top 15 as far as coverage stats go. Um, that's probably fair. Maybe somebody could fact check that, but for him to be burning Stokes like that, it may be a great compliment to him. It may show that, you know, he has unlimited potential, but it scares me in the fact that did Stokes take a couple steps back? Did he not put in work this off season or is this kid just already NFL starter material? I guess time will tell on both of those. I'm hoping that Stokes isn't just a more athletic Kevin King, um, but, you know, time will tell. I have to clutch my pearls. Kevin King, we should have a list of names that we're not allowed to say. I think Kevin <laughs> King should be one of them. I'm so happy he's gone. Not that he was a bad dude or anything, just I was tired of watching the Scotty Millers of the world run by him. Uh, Dustin, Romeo Dobbs, are you all – hold on. Uh, again, we're still trying to figure out the sound effects. Alec, what was your joke that you made? You're in love? Oh, yeah. So just call me Juliet because I'm in love with Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
Dustin, <laughs> Romeo Dobbs. I mean, I yeah, like I agree with that. Like, I freaking I love him. He's gonna be. I mean, when he came, when we drafted him, we got him in the fourth round, right? Fourth or fifth round it was one of the two. Fourth. I can't remember exactly. Fourth to get him in the fourth round because I mean, he he was an athletic stud. I mean, we knew that coming out of college, he was just an athletic freak. I mean, so pretty much the the thing that they said out of college was Christian Watson has more overall talent and has a higher ceiling, but Romeo Dobbs has a much higher floor. He's much more polished, better route runner. He's got really nice speed on him. So, like, he's a lot more polished than Christian Watson is. The point that Christian Watson was, he's 6'5", and he can run like hell. I mean, he is fast. But, I mean, he's just his route running and coming from that small D1 ball, you never know how they're going to turn out in the NFL. I mean, like, look at, like, Carson Wentz, for example. You know, you never know how he's going to turn out. Obviously, he had those couple good seasons and he fell off. But, likewise, you know, he's. I think he's going to be – are probably our best receiver this coming year. I really do. I think he's going to have the most yards, receptions, touchdown. I think he's going to lead the board for us. I think so, too. The only thing that would worry me is that other teams might zero in on that, and because he's a rookie, how is he going to handle that? I think we'll get a – even tomorrow. Tomorrow's family night, so we're going to get a decent idea of what he can do. And granted, it's family night. It's not even a scrimmage anymore. It's It's just drills. But to see him, if you're not going to family night, to see him on TV against real cornerbacks, it's all valuable. And I'm really excited for this preseason. Look, I don't want to have the Jordan Love conversation quite yet, although it sounds like he's had a pretty good camp so far, which is exciting. Uh, We don't need to necessarily have that yet. I want to see it live action before we formulate opinions because right now it's just grainy training camp video, if any. So, look, if if they get – they don't need both of these guys to be studs, although it would be nice. But if they hit on just one of Watson or Dobbs, oh, God, is that going to be a luxury. Now you have a cheap receiver who's productive along with, well, let's face it, Cobb's not making much money. Tunyon's not making much money. Lazard, I guess, got paid, but it's still not very much in terms of what receivers have been getting. I mean, we just talked about – we didn't even talk about Terry McLaurin. He got a nice deal too. All these guys getting bigger deals. To have a productive – young-ish, well, not the ish is Randall Cobb because he's old, but everyone else is relatively young. So to have young guys on cheap contracts, that's valuable, and they've put those resources into the defense. So to get production out of one of them this year is going to be massive if they want to make a run. Speaking of rookie wide receivers, uh, there's a guy who's a top 10 pick. His name is Drake London. We're going to show a little clip of this because this was pretty impressive. This is what he did in training camp. It may not look like much, but he snatched them ankles. That dude was turned around, and all he did was one move to the right and right back to the left. And that dude was lost. So my question to both of you, out of all the rookie receivers, I know we have only talked about two on this episode, who do you think is going to be the most impressive year one out of all these guys? Because in my mind, it should be Drake London. He was a guy I wanted the Packers to either trade up for or get. I don't know if I believe that much in Olave. I think the Saints are going to be weird this year. I know a lot of people say, oh, they'll be fine. The whole thing just seems weird to me between Jameis and Michael. The whole thing's weird. Uh, then we got Garrett Wilson with the Jets. Ah, who the hell knows with the Jets, as always. I mean, so my money, I wouldn't bet a lot on this, but I would say Drake London's probably the most productive. 
What say you, you though, thou, who? Yeah, so, oh, I, I mean, I have to agree with you, but I'll go down the list quick. Yeah, so Jamison Williams, obviously, he'll probably miss a good chunk of the season from his ACL yep. there, national championship. So, like, I, I really like Jamison Williams. I think if he was healthy, I think he's the best one in the class, but unfortunately, he's not. So, obviously, we kind of have to rule him out. Uh, you can go with Sky Moore, too. Obviously, him coming from, I think, Western Michigan. Yeah, Western Michigan, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Uh, him coming from Western Michigan. Uh, he's with Patrick Mahomes. So obviously, he's got a good, great quarterback situ- situation. But, you know, you just kind of don't know because he came from kind of one of those smaller D1 schools. And, again, you don't know how they're going to transition because look at Corey Davis. He came from Western Michigan kind of never really did a whole lot. And Corey Davis coming out of college was an athletic freak. Yeah, I think he's also 6'4", ran a crazy 40, and he ended up being much. Top 10 pick? So, yeah, top 10 pick. He was he was kind of a wash. You know, he's kind of dust in the wind. But uh, And then, you know, Garrett Wilson, you never know how Zach Wilson is going to be. He may be really good this year. He may be bad. You just never know. And then, obviously, you said with Chris Olave, you know, they got Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara probably taking a lot of targets away from him. So I'd have to give it to Drake London. Yeah, I uh, my my mind immediately goes to Drake London because I think that he's probably the best overall. Um, however, who do the Falcons have tossing the ball? Is that still Mariota? Is that Super Mario? Yeah, Mariota. No, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't. I don't think that he's going to be very productive just based off of that fact alone. I am going to go with. Can I go with? Packers rookie because I'm not sure which would which one it'll be, but with the receiving core that we have, one of those rookies is going to have to step up, whether it be uh, Romeo, whether it be Watson, um, and I mean we haven't seen Tunyon come back. He's going to have a slow back off of that ACL tear. Um, Lewis is great, but he's more of a blocking tight end. Uh, Cobb is going to be good for three or four catches a game, but let's face it, he's not who he once was. Um, Lazard, I think, is going to have a big year, and I think that the that the number two receiver for the pack is going to be one of those two rookies, and I think that whoever it is, whoever works their way into that number two spot, I think that they're going to break a 1,000 yards this year. I think they're going to have around six to eight touchdowns as well, and I think that that'll be good enough with this receiving class, you know, having some main components getting hurt and others just not being in good being with good quarterbacks i think that breaking a thousand and having between six and eight touchdowns is going to be enough to be the best receiver in this class we're not always going to get wild with the jamar chases uh the justin jeffersons who are coming out being top five receivers immediately i think that this is going to be a year where yes there was a ton of receiver talent but a lot of those receivers went to systems that aren't going to treat them very well at least in this first year so i'll go packers rookie hey look i think uh dobbs is getting well even that throw was from aaron Rodgers, so i'm there with you i think london is the best of the all these guys so it's easy to say yeah i think it'll be london because Obviously, I think he's the best of all these guys. But if Dobbs can get some trust worked out, and now all of a sudden he seems to be locked into number two, or at the very least the starting slot guy, I just yeah, I'm big on Dobbs. I said it last week. I will be saying I will be banging that drum all season long, which actually brings up a question. It's not on our show sheet, so you guys might not be prepared for this. 
But I heard this on a different podcast the other day. Are we sure we're going to see him a lot in preseason? Because if y'all remember, Eric Stokes barely played in the preseason and in game one. And we all kind of, I remember coming off or doing that show. Remember when they got killed by the Saints and we did that show and it was really sad and depressing? We all said, where was Eric Stokes? And then week two, that changed and he was awesome. And then off to the races we go. I just, I think he's going to, I think they realize he's going to be important for them. Dobbs, that is. Are we sure we see him in the preseason a whole lot? I think we will. I think we will because I think that the risk of injury, uh, I I don't think that it outweighs uh, doing or having full speed contact uh, one-on-one battles with NFL players. I don't think that he'll be out there a lot, you know, maybe a quarter here, maybe a half, you know, but he definitely won't be playing the whole game. That's for certain. And I've got a question for you guys, Dustin, go ahead and answer this one. But after you're done, when are we ready to pull the plug on Amari Rogers? Is he done for, is, is he going to be off of the team by next year? Go ahead, Dusty. Let me, let me hear what you think about Romeo and then uh, Rogers. You just threw me a curveball. I'm ready for the fastball. I'm choking up and I'm swinging out of my shoes. I am ready for it though. But uh, I, I agree. I think we'll see him in preseason. You know, I think we have enough depth where they're not worried about an injury, where they're like, yeah, we can, you know, if he gets hurt, you know, we'll have a guy so he, he can get back. Hopefully, obviously, if there is nothing major, but hopefully nothing, I think we'll see him. I think we'll see most of our guys honestly play, but it, it, things could change. You never know. I mean, the Packers are the Packers. They're always changing their mind, like the weather in Wisconsin. So, but uh, as far as Amari Rogers, oh, yeah, you threw me a hard curveball there. Can I answer while you think? Yes, please. I got stock in Rodgers. I, I can't explain why. He was bad last year. And don't get me wrong. I He didn't show many flashes. He also didn't get the opportunity. He'll have a preseason, and he'll have a regular season. Make or break. Much like a lot of other guys in the NFL, Tua comes off the top of my head. If you can't do it now, there is nobody stopping you. Because it's Lazard, it's Dobbs, it's Cobb. And then what? Watson's hurt. Watkins, we have no idea what we're getting from Sammy Watkins at all. I forgot he was on the team until last week. I I don't have a lot of it. Penny stock. But I, I got some Amari Rogers stock. Because I do think, at the very least, he'll be returning kicks. And we none of us want to see that. But Because um, we saw it last year and it was awful. But he can at least do it. I mean, he wasn't great at it, but... It, He's a body. I, I just think they're going to use him more creatively. It sounds like he's slimmed down. He was pretty bulky, like he was going to be a running back last year. Sounds like he's slimmed down, not maybe college weight, but slimmer. I think that helps. I just – I I wouldn't count him out yet. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say he's a pro bowler. I'm not going to say he's going to be the number two receiver. Not saying any of that. Just be patient. That's all I would say. All right. So after you saying that, uh, this is this is a tough one because I really want to have hope, but I do not have much left. Like any little like tiny sliver of stock I have left on him is on the market now. Like he's got the preseason to wow me, and if it's not, it's gone. Like, but do, you, but do you necessarily need a wow from him? I guess is my point that I'm trying I, I to do make. after after such a poor season last year, like. I mean, he like I have many choice words for him and how bad he performed. Like he's, he was a he was a third round pick, and we he performed that way. It's like 
wow, I can't believe we wasted a pick on you. Like, Fair enough. I'm, but it takes these guys, to, especially receivers, it, except when you're Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson, it takes these guys time. Maybe he was not prepared for the role. Maybe he thought he was supposed to get a different role and ended up in a different one. So I guess, what do you mean by wow? What exactly are you looking for when you say, I want wow plays? Are you talking diving catches? Are you talking like explosive big plays? Like, what do you need from him to be like, okay, you know what? I'm in. Not a lot. I'm just, I'm in. So the number one, you can go. All right. Well, so sorry to cut you off like that, but I don't need to see a lot of wild plays, but I need to see a play, at least one play where I can see, okay, this guy has potential to be a legitimate star. Like, of course, you're not going to have these overnight sensations like the Jamar chases uh, every single year. But you guys remember uh, Randall Cobb, his rookie year? What did he do in the first week of that rookie year? I was at that game. Kick for a touchdown. Yeah. Insane play. Now, that rookie year, Cobb wasn't like that all the time, right? But he had his he had his moment and then he built off of that with consistent play. I think that that's what Rodgers needs. I think that he needs to have at least one wow moment and then just consistently be that 7-yard a target kind of guy. Eventually breaking into, you know, being able to make guys miss, getting to the second level, getting, you know, those 20-yard chunk plays. I don't need that. I don't need him to be getting, you know, three catches for 90 yards every single week. But I also can't have what I saw last year because, yeah, he didn't have all the chances in the world. And honestly, Rodgers forced the ball to Devontae way too much throughout the year. Um, But in the moments that he did have to shine, he completely – Blanked the bat. I, I, is this rebrand? Are we allowed to swear yet, or is that still off the table? Well, maybe just hold off on the swearing this week. We are getting sponsored by a charity tomorrow, so maybe we'll hold off on the cursing this week. All right, all right. Yeah, so, yeah, I think that he probably made a mess in the bed uh, in the shots that he did have. No. Well, and, and so, Dustin, I want your answer on this. I'm not. We're not trying to cut you off here. But I guess what – do and I, I, Alec, you kind of backtrack on this a little bit, but you said star. You said, "Oh, I want to see star potential." At this point, I don't know that I'm looking for star potential. Would you consider, let's say, this might be a bad comparison, but Hunt, someone like Hunter Renfro, right? He just catches the ball. It might only be for five yards at a clip, but he just catches the ball. He, I mean, fantasy wise, he's kind of a superstar. But just because if you're in PPR leagues, then I'm. Look, next week we're planning on doing a whole fantasy football bonanza thing. We'll get into that before we sign off here. But, like, Hunter Renfro, Clemson guy, if you just catch the ball and fall down at, for, at this point, fine. I'll take it. I guess, are you, Dustin, are you looking for him to be a star or just, hey, man, just catch the GD ball and let's move on with our day? Well, at least in year two. Maybe as we get, you know, further in his career, maybe. But I'm not looking for him to be a star. Just catch the ball for it. That's all I care about at this point. So here, here's my number one thing that I had a problem. Like, this is my biggest issue last year is he didn't buy in. So, like, he didn't want to return punts, didn't want to return kicks. Like, that. that's the number one thing where I say he's got to wow me. Like, just put in the effort. Like, put in the blank and effort. Like, just put in the effort to be better. Like, it didn't even seem like he cared last year. That's why, like, I have almost no stock in him because, like, they're giving him these roles saying, oh, we, we want you to be a part of the system. And he's just like, oh, I don't want to do it. And he's just like, like, okay, number one, like, our special teams suck. So, like, if we're asking you to do it, like, we need somebody to do it. Like, 
you like you need a spot and you need to prove yourself and you're saying no. That's why I'm gonna say wow, like go in, step up and make a play. Like honestly, like again, he, like like you said, Hunter Renfro, like a role player. Like that to me, that's a wow. Like if he can come in and just make a couple catches, you know, crucial catches, it's like easy dump passes where it gets its first down. Like that's a wild play for me. Like, oh yeah, wow, that's a, that's a good play. Like, you know, guys first down, move the chains. Like to me, that's a wild play. Like I don't mean like diving for catches because like obviously that's superstar level to me. Like if you're making those plays, like you're you're really good. Like you're you're a number one. To me, like if he can get in that spot where he's our number three, it's like yeah, wow. Like you know, you're you're good. Like you're on the team. Like you're starting. Like that's that's a wild level. Like yeah. super. He's not he's not superstar level by any means. But like just wowing. Like hey, like you're putting in the effort. You're getting better. But like you know, again, if I don't see any improvement at all, it's like it, it's gone. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> like. I'm not saying this. Like, this isn't me. This is what I've heard uh, from from various sources is that when Amari Rogers said that he didn't want to return those kicks, that he wasn't willing to be that guy for us. This isn't me again. I, I'm just the messenger. But sources say that a lot of people thought that he was a lot like Josh Jackson with his attitude. Not me. Not me saying that. This isn't me. But sources say that he was a lot like Josh Jackson with that mindset. Are, are we allowed to say that? I don't think we're allowed to say that name. Yep, Josh, <laughs> I think Josh Jackson goes on the list of the – we'll call it the Kevin King list. I think Josh <laughs> Jackson's on the list. Actually, you know what? We are wrapping up here. We're almost at the hour mark. Uh, we did have a couple things to get to. Very quickly, uh, Baker Mayfield had this throw. We'll show you that. <laughs> Who wins the training camp battle? Rapid fire. Mayfield, Darnold, go. Mayfield. Mayfield. Yeah. Okay. We're all in agreement there. I think Uh, he's NFL comeback player of the year. Hot take. Hot take. I'll move on. Dude, I'm with you. I I defend Baker more than most. I don't know why I love these young quarterbacks so much that I feel the need to defend them after mediocrity. But, dude, I'm with you. I kind of like Mayfield this year. He's got weapons. I think Mayfield will lead him to a 7-10 and 10 season. And honestly, I think they'd take it. After the Darnold experience, yeah. I think they'd be over the moon. Uh, and we're also – okay, so we're running out of time here, and I do want to go yeah. – random pack of the week, I think, this week, we should just do the names of these people who we're not allowed to talk about as random packers of the week. Uh, but anyway, we will have – I don't have imaging or anything. We're going to have a segment coming up. It's going to be kind of like a football funnies deal. We're going to call it another news. Uh, so we did all that. In other news, this happened. Electric. So that happened. <laughs> Love it. Nothing. Nothing really more to say. So as the season goes on, obviously, we will get more football funnies, and we will throw it in our segment called In Other News. Uh, we're going to tweak the Random Packer of the segment, random packer of the Week segment a little bit this week, but let's play the imagery. It's time to get wacky. It's time for Random Packer of the Week. All right, so each of us should just go through – and name a player that should just – it's like a curse word when we bring them up. We got Kevin King and Josh Jackson. I, Brand- any other Brand- nominee? 
Who? Brandon Bostic. Oh, that's a great one. I don't know that we're going to do better than that, honestly. That, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to do better. We I was trying to think, who was the special teams coordinator last year? He's got to be on the list. He was so insignificant. In- Mar- Marcel something. I can't remember his last name. On the list. Marcel something. Yeah. I, I don't I, – for the life of me, I don't remember his last name, but I, I, don't- I know it's Marcel because I, I think I said – I, I said certain words during the playoff game when we were there, Alec. I said something by them, blank you, Marcel. <laughs> something um, along those lines. But now I have to – can you guys stall? Because I can't really think of anybody right now. I'm not going to lie. You put me on the spot. Uh, can I nominate J.K. Scott? Or was he – he was just good enough where I don't know that he belongs uh, on this list? He's he's right on the fringe. He's sitting on the fence. Okay, we'll Speaking, take OLI. Speaking of punters – uh, John Ryan should be on there because he threw that uh, touchdown pass for the Seahawks on the fake field goal attempt. I think it was the same game that Bostic fumbled that uh, onside kick. And that <laughs> I am Ryan. And after that, I was like, man, this guy, this guy just got to go home. I, I couldn't deal with it. So, Dusty, is that enough time for you, pal? What, what, what uh, do you think? Oh, Ty Montgomery. Oh, <laughs> hell yes. God. I the Rams game that like when the Rams, I think the Rams were undefeated that year. We were playing and we were up. All he had to do was just not fumble. And what did he do? Like just like just take it in the end zone. What did he do? He said, "Oh, I'm gonna take it out." Like, who? <laughs> Sorry, I was working on sound effects. This one's very. It's only a second long. Very tight. But yes, Ty Montgomery. That he's on the list for sure. I cut. I think can we he was... put, go ahead. Can we put EQ on there? Equinemia St. Brown. Can we put him up there? I think he's pretty up there. He dropped that two point conversion in the Buccaneers playoff game right in his hands, right, right in the breadbasket. I would. Oh, man, that's a tough and, one. And, and this one gets me because I saw an article how we blame the Packers because they didn't give him a chance. It's like, dude, you, had, you literally had butter on your fingers the entire time. Like, you couldn't catch a cold. Like, what do you want us to do? Well, if that's true, then. He's on the list. Twice. Yeah, because he's, he's now on the Bears, so I give us another reason. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, EQ, you're on the list. Zadarius uh, Smith. Yes. Yes. For sure. And actually, what's really sad, you two can talk for a second. Hold on while I dig in my closet for something. Also, uh, now that we didn't, we didn't touch these news and notes, but I'm going to touch it quick now that I have time. How about the Dolphins losing their first-round pick this next year? And their third round pick in 2024 for tampering. <laughs> Sorry, that is crazy. That audio, I just busted out my Zadarius Smith jersey because he wasn't uh, my favorite Packer for all of like a season, and then everything went to hell. I really so, like too. Yeah, yeah. I, and he was just so much fun and just energetic, and he seemed like he liked it here, and that didn't happen. <sighs> uh, we should touch on the Dolphins story before we go here, so this will be the last thing we talk about today. Look, I know this might be a ridiculous take. If I'm a Dolphins fan, your owner's trying. He's so obsessed with winning that he's willing to cheat. The only problem is, is they got caught. <laughs> May I approach? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to forget about the whole. Uh, I can't think of the coach's name. My God. Oh, Brian Flores. We're going to forget about that, though. <laughs> well, he blew it up because that was all going to happen. And then Flores filed the lawsuit and the whole thing fell apart 
I was gonna say we like I get I get your point. Like yeah, they're trying, they're trying to win, but then like is it almost just like is it a shipwreck at this point? Like, is it not just trying? It's just these guys are kind of scumbags. Yeah, I th- but at this point, I just assume everyone in the NFL is a scumbag. Between the Watson thing, between the rampant racism, but they're going to solve it by stenciling and racism in the end zones. Like the whole the whole thing is kind of corrupt. College football is corrupt. Everything about football is not great. But yet here we are making a podcast talking over an hour about how much we love football. Yeah, I think that uh, it's the bright spots in there, you know, like the Aaron Rodgers is of the uh, of the league. To really bring that. Is he light a bright up. spot? Are I we sure love... about that? Can we play that game? Are we sure he's a bright spot? Oh yeah, he is, man. He really won me over now. So with yeah. the hallucinogenics, is that what won you over? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what won me over. Man. Hey man. They made him good enough to win back-to-back MVPs. I say head back down to Costa Rica. Let's see if we can run the thing the Super Bowl, brother. All I have to say is if you're with Aaron Rodgers, don't drink the Kool-Aid. That's all I have to say. <laughs> or do because you're a back-to-back MVP. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, I get, he's a back-to-back MVP, so I guess if you got to get drink some wacky juice, then go for it. But I didn't, that's a nah for me, dog. <laughs> But anyway, Alec, we didn't get your thoughts on the Dolphins. Any Dolphins thoughts before we take off here? Um, I think that it was genius of Bill Belichick to somehow be able to stick it to his division rivals. You saw that, like, his text messages. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's so it all started. That man's playing 4D chess. Like, he, he <laughs> accidentally texted them a congratulations. Really? Yeah. You're so right. Somehow Belichick wins. This whole thing is just Belichick wins. (laughs) I forgot all about that. They started the whole Flores thing, and that totally nuked the Brady to Miami thing. They were probably. They were probably. uh, I I honestly don't think that it was ever Brady wanting to go to Miami. I honestly think that it was like Bill, like pulling Brady aside before he left. Like, hey, hey, Tom, just uh, one more thing before you go. Um, Why don't you go and. uh, talk to the uh, Dolphins, and uh, we'll be on to the next one, but they will not be on to the next draft. And that's the way that it went, I think. And I just say, that was one of the greatest Bill Belichick impressions I've ever heard. Feel free throughout this entire season to sprinkle that in whenever you want, because that was fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> I'm going to give you my cutoff hoodie, and we're going to get you a headset. I just want you to be Bill Belichick for an entire episode. That's oh, all I want. Please. That's how I happy Halloween this year. I'll be Billy. <laughs> oh my God. That would be incredible. That'd be hilarious. Right. Uh, any other thoughts before we wrap up? We kind of went late today, but we had a lot to talk about. Alex back. We're rebranded. There's a lot of stuff going on, but any other thoughts, parting words, anyone you want to throw on the list before we leave? Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. not. Uh, this is a weird nomination. I actually, that's a terrible nomination. Never mind. I was I was about to say, for whatever reason, Brandon Jackson, but he was on the Super Bowl team, so I think that whole Super Bowl team is kind of exempt from the whole list. I think if you're on that team, yeah, fine. I'd say so. Ooh, what? Greg Jennings. How do we feel? Yeah, yeah, he's got to be on there. Put him on the list. I like that one. How about your Michael Finley? How do we feel about that one? Uh, yeah, I'd put J. Mike on there, honestly. 
especially after my boy Aaron went and visited him in the hospital after he broke his neck and he still decided to, you know, national TV. I, I'm a fan, but yeah, you're right. He's on the list. But all right, that's going to do it from us. But before we go, please, again, we I know we talked about this earlier in the show, but again, please support the people that support us. EmpoweredTutoring.org. They have their kickball classic, their first annual one this weekend. It's going to be super important to them. If you can't make it, if you're out of town, out of state, whatever the case may be, make sure you visit this website to learn how to donate. It is the school time. If you want to donate school supplies and send it to them, they will, they are taking that stuff. We're about into the school season. These kids need help. This organization helps them. Support the people that support us. EmpoweredTutoring.org. Make sure you reach out to them if you are willing and able. As far as we go, next week we will be back. Sounds like we're going to do our first ever fantasy football bonanza. It's, we kind of have plans. I don't want to spoil anything. If we can make it work, three of us. We'll be doing a fantasy football mock draft live for an entire show, and we will be chopping it up with some fantasy football information. Uh, follow us on all the socials. That would be Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Facebook and YouTube right now are our current main ones. As the season goes on, Twitter will be more of a mainstay. But for now, if you want any of our stuff, make sure you are at least locked into – Ah, see what I did there? Now I can't find the sound effect. <laughs> So make sure you are tuned in to our Facebook and YouTube. YouTube, just Lockdown Corner Podcast. You'll see our brand new logo up there that has been updated. Same with Facebook. Make sure you find us on all of there. And really, just thank you guys. We're season two. We're only two episodes in. We got a long way to go. We got a full, what is it, like six months of football ahead of us. So just from us to you. I know it's not the holiday season, but thank you. Just Thank you for this love and support that you have given us through at least you know, a season and two episodes. So thank you. Also, welcome back, Alec. Thank you for coming back. Fun to have you. We're looking forward to having you back. And really, we're just looking forward to being back. And that's before, what we're going to do. Family night tomorrow. Oh. Before we go, I do yeah. just to let everybody know why I'm back. So for the past year while I've been away, Dustin has called me every single day at 2 a.m. And all that he did, because he left voicemails because I didn't answer. Because I'm Who not leaves a-, a voicemail in 2022. That's offensive. Yeah, I know it's offensive, but I mean, look at this. But and he uh, he would call me every single night, 2 a.m., and he would leave me the same voicemail, and it would just be, "Baby, come back. You can blame all." I would just hear him sniffling and crying in the background. And eventually I was like, you know what? I will. I will come back. So uh, thank you, Dustin, for being so persistent. I've really missed you guys. And uh, I'm excited to be back. Oh, hey, you know what? I'm the best. I'm the best salesman and recruiter out there. If you can't, <laughs> if you can't have your way, make your way, baby. <laughs> and that's advice in life for all of you listening. From Great advice. the one and only. Dustin Burgundy, 51. You can find him. I'm going to put Twitter. them in my description in Twitter now. <laughs> I would. I. That's your new bio. Just that little blurb. If you can't have your way, make your way. I like that. That's a good note to end on. Family night tomorrow. Enjoy that. If you're going, obviously be safe. Weather's supposed to be nice. Make sure you stay hydrated. And, yeah, 
that's all we got this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next week. And as always, go